Hello, creeps and ghouls. You're listening to Martell's Movie Madness with your host, Ryan Martell and Cagney Larkin. So grab your popcorn and try to survive the movie madness. <laughs> Is this a cocksucker residence? God damn you, stop calling here. Isn't this 4215 pussy way? You bitch! Now let me check the zip code. 212, fuck you! Hey y'all, welcome to Martell's Movie Madness. This is your host, as always, Ryan Martell. And with me, as always, is... Woohoo! Ric Flair! Just kidding, it's Cagney Larkin. <laughs> it would be cool if we have Ric Flair on the podcast, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be really cool. Do you think he would just? Yeah, do you think he would just woo all the time? Nah. Do you think he would actually talk? Yeah, he talk, but then he'd, he'd have. But to it'd be all little. lispy and shit because he's, <laughs> he's all fucked up from where he's taking so many shots to the head right. and shit. Now. Oh God, dude! Do you think if he got hit in the head too hard, would he become a sex addict? Maybe. Oh, man. Maybe, maybe. We'll get into that later, though. (laughs) Um, Very plausible thing. Yeah, so before we jump into what Cagney was talking about, I do want to know. little teaser. What you watching? Me? What am I watching? What you watching? You really want to know what I'm watching? Yeah. You really want to know what I'm watching? I want to know. Oh, man. Um, What did I watch this week? I know what I watched last night. Uh, (laughs) What did you (laughs) I watched uh, Wes Craven's The Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> Did you just let one rip? Yep. Excuse you. Uh, yeah, I um watched the Wes Craven's The Hills Have Eyes. Uh, it's kind of a nuclear family versus a nuclear family. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. You know, a lot of people in their heads, they have this idea that it's about this, like, inbred mutant well family. we had this discussion off air yeah, yeah there's yeah, definitely yeah. some inbreeding going on uh, along the line but yeah. uh i think i think it's cool because these people actually do have a kind of a sick backstory man dude was just left in the desert to die by his dad and ended up uh becoming the leader of this you know, crazy ass just became a cannibal family. yeah oh uh, it's a great movie it's fun mm. um had a good time with it followed it up with a uh, walk hard the dewey cox story time a uh a satire parody film with actual heart yes i agree really, with hold hard wholeheartedly it's really cool it makes you empathize with the characters and honestly this is one of those movies that you kind of get lost in you kind of forget you're sitting there watching a movie you know the performances are just they're so good you get sucked into it uh i love it man it's a kind of a master class in comedy filmmaking dewey I'm cutting half pretty bad. <laughs> the opening, uh, when in the opening part where the guy offers him the guitar in the shop, and then his little six year old just starts singing like some fifty year old yeah. blues man. <laughs> so what you know about the blues? <laughs> I reckon I know something. Yeah, it's a great, great movie. Absolutely love it. Um, <clears throat> didn't do too much watching of anything else. It was New Year. Happy New Year's. Happy uh, New Year. This is our first episode of recording after the New Year. The new year. Yeah, yep. we did our last. You know, we record on it was, Mondays. It was on so. uh, 
This is the technically 20, our second episode. It's like the 28th when we, yeah, when we recorded yeah. the last episode. But I uh, had the new year, man. Rang it in. That was fun. Yes, and sir. Enjoyed that. Um, I know I watched something else on Saturday that will probably like pop into my head later on. Like, oh, yeah. I, I don't know this. how you had the time to watch, and you were doing a lot of social things. Yeah, yeah. Socially distancing. Social, I was socially. Social distancing, distant things. Yep. <laughs> Whatever you're trying to imply there. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. They don't have to know, but I know. They, you uh, know. Okay, you know, you know. You know, and I know. We had a good New Year. They don't yeah, have to know. Fun. I had a shitty fucking New Year. I was really? at fucking. Yeah, I was at fucking Pizza Hut all goddamn night, and then when I got home, uh, <laughs> what the fuck did I do when I got home? I don't fucking know. I, I stayed up watching Sopranos with Kiefer. Yeah. I drank some goddamn sparkling grape juice. Oh, oh I just remembered what else I watched. Game Over, man. Oh, yeah. Yes. Good shit. Um, dude, I've only saw it once. I watched it the day it came out, and that was it. It's Die Hard, and but it's a stoner with, comedy. And it's it's honestly, it feels like the Workaholics movie. Because their yeah. characters in this film aren't too far off from the, who they play in Workaholics. Yeah, really. You know? So it honestly, it feels like the best Workaholics episode ever. It, it's it's like the epitome of... Of their friendship and their career together this far. The only thing I don't like about that movie is that shitty cop out yacht ending. I feel like it should I don't just, even remember. It's just like they, it's like the final three minutes of the movie is them partying on a yacht. I'm like, y'all oh, could have just yeah. ended this movie at the hotel. It would have been all right. Hell yeah, either way. Uh, Maybe kind of jealous that I'm not on a yacht partying. Maybe. I'd like to be on a yacht partying. Maybe someday. I was a little salty. Arr, that was a C pun for you. Where's the soundboard? Look, don't, don't be salty, man. That's not a good look. Um, uh, yeah. Don't do that. There you go. Yeah. Thanks for uh, throwing a little pepper on my salt there. Um, really yeah. Up. So did you watch anything else? That was it, man. Those are That's the three it. films that I watched. No, films. Uh, HBO Max what is added it? some OG cartoons to the. Oh yeah. Of. I'm talking Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Codename Kids Next Door. Dexter's Laboratory. Uh, all really, really good stuff. Codename Kids Next Door, super high quality animation. Like, it looks like a very well polished show. Yeah. It's pretty serious. It's you been watch Grim Adventures. A long ass time since I watched either of those. And so. then it's just like very crude and silly and just for laughs and fun. But the yeah. Codename Kids Next Door is like a spy show for kids, man. It's, Hell yeah. It's dope. But yeah, that's what my eyeballs were feasting on this week, my first week of the new year. Learning that, just been working, hanging out. What about you, Ryan? What did you uh well, I watched a couple watched week. a couple things. Uh I actually think that we might have been watching Freaky still when the new year started, but maybe not. No, I think I did. I think I didn't watch. I think I watched Freaky on another night. Uh anyways, I did watch Freaky. Well, if you've been listening to the show, you know that I've been waiting for Ryan which to is watch this movie. available pretty much anywhere you can get video on demand for uh, for rentings. It's like 20 bucks to rent it. Uh, but it's a fucking great movie, and I think it's well worth paying twenty bucks to watch to own. Yeah, you can I own mean, it for twenty bucks. No, that's what I say. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think it's worth. Okay, yeah, I would. I do not say. I don't no, say rent any movie for that. I'm gonna be real with you guys. It's ridiculous that they're charging twenty bucks to rent anything. Exactly to watch exactly. anything. Like, if I'm paying that much money, <clears> let me keep this money. There, and then there's people. Oh, you'd spend more than that if you went to the movie theater. Uh, no the fuck I wouldn't, not on a fucking movie ticket, I you dumbass. I spend about $11 less, thank yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I would buy the movie ticket, and then 
if I did spend upwards of twenty bucks, I would get also free. I would get popcorn and drinks and stuff. Honestly, I, I have to buy all that shit separate if I watch it at my house for twenty. I bucks. would rather pay twenty bucks just to watch it on the big ass screen and pay the nine dollars to watch it at home. Yeah. I mean that experience is way better than my TV. Is, we're getting off track here, though. Anyways, freaky like like we've talked about on here before. It's it's Freaky Friday the Thirteenth, and I'm glad it's you a, finally saw it's it. basically a Friday the Thirteenth movie with Friday the Thir- with a Freaky Friday mixed into it, and this is the, this director's kind of mo right now. Well, he's so polished now after yeah. Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day. He two. did two Happy Death Day movies, which is Groundhog Day and kind of a uh a play on the old time loop uh tropes and then it's got that horror slasher element to it and then this one's the friday the 13th and freaky friday kind of crossover he's definitely grown um, as a filmmaker since it really made me want to see it really made me want to see vince vaughn in a serious slasher movie where he plays the villain because he's he's just such a tall big guy and like he's got such a good presence yeah. when he's playing the killer at the beginning. Yeah, whenever he's got that mask on. Yeah. Shit. Oh yeah, it feels good. Oh yeah, man. he's feels, great. We get a full on like horror movie for yeah. the first ten minutes of the film. Yeah. And uh, so I'm giving this one a five out of five. I, for sure. It's not one. Cagney said I would put it in my top ten if I had watched it before the year was up, but I, I don't think it would have cracked. It might have tied with Bill and Ted at number ten. So, but I'll give it. I'll give it. That's as much mm. as I can give it, really. Uh, but it is a fantastic movie and definitely worth watching. It's just it speaks to the quality of the rest of the movies on my list more than it does the detriment of this this movie for sure. Uh, and then I watched Psycho Ape, which is something that I got a Psycho screener. Ape. I got a screener copy for, um, and it's a super low budget, super schlocky, no fourth wall, tongue in cheek ape exploitation movie, and it is just great. How, what? It is a guy in an ape suit, and half the time the ape suit is like ripped, and you can see his legs, okay. his jeans underneath it, and like uh, there's scenes in the movie where there it's just the different it's like different takes where the actors fucked up, but like in the movie still. Okay. And I don't That's know whether fine. that was a purposeful like thing they threw in, or if they just were like, "Fuck it, we're gonna." This is a joke we're going to make where we're going to leave in bloopers. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking genius. Or maybe that's all the footage they had. You never know. Either way, man. I don't I don't care, man. But it, they're, it's literally them doing different takes of the same scene. Yeah. But the actors mess up. And oh, I'm thinking it's okay. like they did that on purpose, maybe. Huh. But uh, we got uh, Bill Whedon in this from... Uh, he was in Sergeant Kabuki Man. He's been in a few other trauma movies and, and lower budget movies like this. Uh, he plays a character called Doctor Zumas, who is an animal psychologist who is in, who is the the man who's been like in control of the the psycho apes like case or whatever. Yeah. He's been hunting him down, kind of like Loomis and Michael Myers. Yeah, uh, lots of banana stabbings going on in this movie. Um, banana stabbing. Yeah, it's it's a good one. We got some shit jokes. I believe there's some titties in here. Does he throw? Uh, poop? Yeah, there there's some poop being thrown. I don't think the ape does it, but uh, <laughs> what a, a human throws shit at the ape, actually. Okay, okay. And the, but the ape does shit on somebody. What a twist. Uh, I gave it a three out of five, man. It was a lot of fun. It's only about an hour long. I mean, I think it's 61 minutes exactly. So it's worth checking out. They got the DVDs on eBay for like 15 bucks, okay. which is pretty cool. Uh, it's got some cool little artwork. 
Uh, it's also got Kansas Bowling in it, which is not – she's not like a household name right no. now, I don't think. But she's kind of like a uh, – she's been in a few things. She was one of the Manson girls in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And okay. she was one of the – she was the peasant girl in one of the segments for Veronica that uh, Danzig horror movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, that was Psycho Ape. And I did a review video for it on our YouTube channel. So go on over there and check that out. Also, it's got a trailer attached to it, so you can. And the link for the uh, DVDs are in that YouTube video as well. Um, and then my pick of the week was Pecker. Uh, this Waters. week we're covering John Waters movies, so I decided it would be appropriate to throw in Pecker as my pick of the week. Uh, Pecker is about a f- photographer who takes pictures of the things that are around him in his small town in Baltimore, and he gets discovered by big New York. Uh, art photography yeah. people uh, and all kinds of crazy shit ensues it's, uh, is it Terminator Kid yeah, it's Edward Furlong, it's Edward Furlong. he yeah. plays Pecker and the Chris, titular character Christina, Christina Ricci plays his girlfriend yeah. yep uh, and see I've seen Pecker but I never yeah. knew that was a, it doesn't feel definitely doesn't feel like the John Waters it doesn't feel as John Watersy as like the movies we watch today yeah, oh god not at all that's no, a movie but, that like you would catch on TV you know mm-hmm. Pecker and Dick <laughs> I've never seen both of those Pecker, movies I mean I haven't anything to do Pecker, with Pecker Crybaby and like Hairspray are really kind of his like normal movies almost right. you know they're the Hairspray and Crybaby are, are a lot weirder I think than Pecker maybe well no no Pecker's kind of weird they're, they're all kind of weird, but uh, Pecker is a 5 out of 5 for me, though, 100%. One of my favorite movies of all time, and definitely one of my favorite John Waters movies. Uh, so definitely check that one out if you can. Uh, it is definitely worth checking out, seeking out, I should say. And then I watched uh, one more thing on Shudder. I watched a movie called A Good Woman is Hard to Find, which mm. is a revenge film. Uh, that, that doesn't really, uh, it's kind of refreshing because it doesn't really revolve around the sexual assault or rape of a woman. I mean, she does almost get, uh, raped in the movie, but that's not the revenge that she seeks. She pretty much fucking puts a stop to that right there. Okay. Uh, (laughs) but it's this, it's kind of a, it's a great story about this, uh, kind of mild mannered widow wife, um, with two kids who kind of finds her balls and gets revenge for her husband's murder and uh you should definitely check that one out it's a four out of five also uh and like i said it's on shutter it's really cool pretty graphic it has it has has some it has some good violent graphic moments but it's it's for the most part it's more of a uh a character like building thing like it's it's a it's a it's got a story it's more story than it is yeah gory you know because you got to build the tension and the the figuring out. Like, she has to figure out what happened with her husband, really. Okay. And, and uh, the whole time, she's, like, also dealing with, like, child services coming and stuff like that. Because uh, apparently she had, like, a drinking problem right after her husband died. Wow, right on. And uh, she's just got some stuff with her mother. It's, it's, it's a good movie overall. Like, I think it's just well-played, well-written, well-directed, everything. It's just an overall good movie uh so yeah that's what i watched this week 
Hooray for me for keeping it short. <laughs> we we managed to keep the what you watching sequ- sequence at 15 minutes. Wow. We're right at 15 minutes That's right now. Usually it's like a half So hour. <laughs> let's go ahead and jump into the movies we watched today. Let's talk about the man himself for Bro. a second. The Mr. Mr. Thin Mustache himself. Trash cinema godfather. Of all time, man. Some of the most surreal trash transgressive sure. cult films. One of the... The, uh, dare I say, the most transgressive filmmaker oh, that, for, that I enjoy. Yeah, you're not topping this. You yeah, know? trauma is like a whole other world. Of okay, okay, I see now. But this is this is something in itself. You know, this kind of reflects society. You know, I say that, but then we have people like Pierre Pasolini who made uh, Silo, and we've got the guy who yeah. made uh, Serbian film and stuff like right. that. But I guess what I'll say the the most transgressive American. Yeah. Filmmaker. So we're talking about John Waters, <clears throat> and uh, I would argue that some of his films feel very true to life. You know, uh, for sure, we, uh, especially the Divine films, uh, Pink Flamingos. Well, they, they feel like life, but like a super weird, exaggerated, yeah. um, kind of like life on drugs. Yeah, kind of like thing. this could be happening in a town not so far yeah. over from you. Though, these things know? could be happening that's somewhere the, near yeah, me. That's the thing. And some of these things have happened in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Which is but, scary. Uh, yeah. If something in your life is relatable to a John Waters film, you need to, <laughs> you need to fix that. Man, we live... I think we both live in a town where there's like Suboxone signs on the street corners. For sure. For man. people Everybody's trying to get people off of opioids or onto a different drug. Drug abuse. And, you know, he... he takes suburban America and paints it very grotesquely for you. And we saw that in all four films that we watched by him today. Yeah, in a way, uh, we did, for, for sure. For sure, and they all four of them opened up with a nice house on a green lawn. Yeah, they really did. All, yep, f- every, all four all of these four, movies All did. four films. For sure. Nice house, green lawn, um, suburb. And then we see the suburb... Uh, kind of develop into a madhouse. Yeah, it gets know? turned on its head. Yeah, and we see his perspective of it. And mm. so John Waters, as a way of taking small-town suburbia and really influx, influxing this nastiness, you know, that's there and uh, hyper-realizing it for the audience is amazing. The This is one of the best things about John Waters, in my opinion, is he never left his hometown. Like, I mean, yeah. he, he he's... Uh, he's record. He's filmed all his movies in his hometown. Yeah, obviously he made all his Baltimore. movies in Baltimore. Yeah, because yeah, you meant they. He he's a hundred percent. He's a he's a Baltimore guy, man. Nice. I think he. I don't think he lives there now. He might live in New York now mm-hmm. or somewhere like that. But for the longest time, he stayed in Baltimore and made his movies, which is insane. Because for somebody to be as like held in such regard as he is within the film community mm-hmm. as a filmmaker, um. Which even that is kind of polarizing. Like, people, some people hold him in very high regard, and some people are like, "Oh my god, this guy, what the fuck? Like, right. how do people enjoy his movies?" But uh, yeah, for somebody to be held in that in into the in the regard that he is, and having not had to move to L.A. or New York to get it done is just insane. Right. Uh, what would you say is the most popular John Waters film? The film that oh, most Hairspray for sure. Is familiar with Hairspray. yeah, Hairspray or, or Crybaby for sure. Those are his most mainstream movies. I now, think. do you think those are like the favorite films of his of fans, of his fans, of just yeah, or yeah, of his fans of John Waters? Fans. See, because I, I I was thinking like I was thinking the most popular of like 
everybody. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The so most that's, people, that's the question yeah. I asked. Now, okay. The second question is, do John Waters fans hold those films in a high regard as a as opposed to like I don't some of the, I uh, don't necessarily quote, think unquote, that they I don't think that they would okay so a John Waters fan is probably going to be more into his more uh, weirder his weirder films yeah, they're not going to be as the they're going to like Hairspray and Crybaby but they're going to be really into like Pink Flamingos right. Female Trouble Multiple Maniacs all those earlier movies uh, even some of the even Pecker and like um, A Dirty Shame are going to be more on the hardcore John Waters fans mm-hmm. uh, favorites list than uh, Hairspray or Crybaby, I think. Some people even, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I haven't really heard, I, don't, I haven't really talked to many people about what their favorite John Waters movie is. Because, like, a lot of the people I've grown up around, when you ask what their favorite John Waters movie is, they're like, who is John Waters? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, you're right a here. fucking, you're uncultured. Get the fuck out of my face. Right. And some people would say that almost that, like, John Waters is uh, more of a mainstream <clears throat> filmmaker. The most, um, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, uh,. Well, they're not underground. I mean, he's films got a few. He's got a few mainstream films, but uh, I mean, his movies are more. The last half of his career, you know. Yeah, his movies are more. Onward. His movies are more accessible than some underground filmmakers, yeah. like a Lars von Trier, or um, like even I would say even trauma movies are kind of more underground mm-hmm. than John Waters. But these are definitely just filmmakers' names that carry a bell. You yeah, know. yeah, he, he's. And he's an icon himself. Like he's a pop culture icon himself. Like right. as a just a person, a personality, mm-hmm. because he is such a big personality. He does have such a uh, funny way of ta- of of living his yeah. life. His he has such a sense of humor to his life. You know. And he's also mm-hmm. an author as well. Writes a, yeah, wrote a few books, mm-hmm. quite a few books. <laughs> yeah, he, and he writes like editorials for on uh, publications too. Yeah. And so, so like, the guy does it all, man. He does it, yeah. yeah. He's a he's a he does it all. He's jack of all trades, and we here love him. Oh, absolutely! I did a whole tribute episode for him on Patreon. Nice. Uh, before you were even on the podcast, pay a couple it. bucks and go check it out. Well, we started uh, diving into his career today with what it would be the last of his uh, non-mainstream films. Yes, for sure. With, this is. Uh, Desperate Living. Desperate Living and uh, 1977. Th- we did. We. I'm surprised we only watched one movie today with Divine in it. Yeah, this is the only film of his trash trilogy, yeah. which is composed of Pink Flamingos, Female Trouble, and, and Desperate, Desperate Living. Living. It's that the only one that have doesn't Divine. have Divine yeah. in it. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Maybe it was a scheduling thing. You know, maybe I think it was because um because Divine's in other movies that aren't John Waters yeah. movies and uh. Like Lust in the Dust is a big mm-hmm. example of that, and maybe so if Divine had played the hotel owner in this movie, it would have brought the movie to a whole completely different level. Oh, you talking about Mo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That would have been wild. Mm-hmm. Fucking buck wild. Cast casting dream right there. Buck wild, dude. But uh, yeah, Desperate Living in 1977. John actually, film. you know what? I'm gonna say this. I don't think he would have cast her as the as Mo. I think he would have cast Divine as, as the lead. No, as the princess. The princess. Okay. Yeah, Divine would have been the princess or the queen. Of the queen, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Edith Massey would have been thrown in there somehow. Still, right. The woman she who played the queen. Still, the, uh, yeah. She probably would have ran the hotel. Maybe. I don't know. I think. I think he wanted a, a younger actress for that part, yeah. or a younger actor. 
Anyway, I mean, it's good. Don't yeah, fall yeah. On the guy for the oh no, it's a good casting. It's a good um, movie. It's fucking. This it's movie great. is fucking crazy. Is yeah. what it is. It's kind of uh, like we mentioned in the our little John Waters rundown. We see suburbia devolve into madness in this film. We get a, a woman named Peggy Gravel, who is just fucking insane. You know? Oh yeah, she's fucking. She's losing it at the, home. Like. If you were gonna make a, like a character of a neurotic housewife, this would be it. Oh, this is like, it. This is exemplified the, to a lot. Yeah, this is the character like, get, of that. I'd say it's just seven minutes of her freaking the fuck, oh, freaking out, the fuck out at for everything real. in the house. Uh, the kids playing Doctor Naked. She, you know, we say that and it sounds like oh god, the kids are playing Doctor. Like no, they're literally stethoscoping. Yeah, like each other. It and, wasn't sexual yeah, at all. all. But she runs in and says no. Yeah, Dude, she actually like, says gonna be pregnant. that she's pregnant and that he raped her. Yeah, I can't believe and you would rape like, your sister. You're uh, pregnant now. I was like, they're literally gross. not even touching each other. So you're, you're you're like, what the fuck is this lady's problem? Well, I guess she has a problem because the husband's all of a sudden trying to he's trying to fucking her, shoot a drug into her. Medicine. Well, her and the uh, her maid, her house help. Uh, what's her the name? Nurse. The nurse. She's a nurse. She's um, a nurse. Yeah, psychiatric nurse. What what uh, Griselda was her Griselda, name? Griselda, yeah. Yes. See, this is okay. I, this is a, a spe- this speaks to the quality of the characters yeah. in these movies because we don't remember names for shit, right? But we're remembering names here. <laughs> we're remembering names. It's a Martell's movie milestone. Yes. But Hold on. Let's get a round of applause for us. We did good. We're remembering names. <laughs> oh, but um, they accidentally kill the husband. Uh, Not, I mean, they they meant accidentally to on fuck purpose. With him. Yeah, like accidentally they were trying purpose, to fuck with him for sure. But then they didn't want it to go that far. He he died getting his face sat so, on. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Granted, it wasn't the person I would want sitting on my face. I still think it's not a bad way yeah. to go out. Um, honestly, Griselda suffocation is the most humane way to kill somebody. Griselda's a big woman. Yeah, huge. Big woman. No disrespect. She's great. She's right. amazing. She's just very, very. But big that's boy. what John Waters likes. He likes people who stick out, who like yeah, and I'm stick not, with I'm, you. I'm saying I'm uh, relaying her size information yeah. to the audience. So oh, for the yeah, for we the, can describe that she suffocated this man with her large ass. very easily. Yeah, very easily in record time. I'm sure he didn't stand a chance. And the funny thing is, she did it with a smile on her face. Yeah, because she was just she fucking was around, giggling. You know, this man's face is buried in my booty. She so, probably wanted him to kiss that ass for a while. <laughs> she seemed like she was yeah. fed up with life. And they go on the run, and they run into a very, very, very perverse police officer. Yes. Who holds them up, essentially, and robs you, you were them. like, is he going to show them his dick? And I was like, nah, he's got lingerie on. I'd never seen this movie. Yeah, holds but them up. But I just up. knew he was going to have lingerie on. Yeah, pulls his pants down. He's going on lingerie. Robs them of their panties. And puts their yeah, panties puts on. puts their panties on over his panties. And uh, kisses both of them. Mm. <laughs> very, very gross. Just the grossest shit ever. Um, John Carpenter. No, John, John, John Carpenter wishes he was John, John Waters. Yeah, no, yeah, John Carpenter wishes he could make fucking sleazy movies. Oops, sorry, I made another hit movie. <laughs> Oops, I made Assault on Precinct 13 again. Oops, I made a classic. Yeah. Anyways. Um... 
very uh very crazy how John Waters plays on the perversions of people and oh, yeah. we see that th- theme of his develop over these films all the way to the last mm-hmm. movie we watched which is a, literally about people's perversions yeah. <laughs> so uh we see that theme playing all the way back in 1977 when uh kind of exacerbating i mean i would go as far and, as to say is that even in like every single movie he's ever made yeah yeah for sure that you see this because yep. like even in like hairspray and crybaby where the sexuality of it all is kind of toned down um it's still there for it's that still mainstream fucking, audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, still it's still there. Because Crybaby, especially, is very, very sexual. And I'm, I'm assuming John Waters is a very sexual guy oh, as well. He's got to be for these films, you know, the way they play. And eventually, our characters make it to uh, Shantytown that's named Mortville. And it's full of all of these people that have been cast out by society. People that have... Uh, made bad decisions and have ended up with no place to go. Some of them are criminals. Some of them just, you know, took a wrong turn. And it's pretty weird. Feels like a, uh, kind of like a, a <coughs> wizard of Oz type area. Like, uh, yeah, it's like they're in, uh, they're in Oz. Like yeah, exactly. In Oz, like yeah. It's very surreal, very out there. It feels like they're in another world. And this is a society that lives on their own rules. They have a queen yeah. that rules the town. Uh, a princess that's treated wrongly by the queen. And uh, when we say queen and princess, don't get these pretty images in your head of the nice Well, the Disney, princess is kind of pretty. Disney cut characters. Uh, but Edith Massey. <laughs> God bless her. Yeah. Not, not a These are some rough looking characters. You know, we end up. But our, she is fantastic uh, in her own right. Though. Our two main characters end up getting a trash over. Yeah. They get taken to the ugly expert when the queen sees them. And um, I think the main character, uh, Mink Stole, Miss Peggy, she looked a little bit better after she got that little trash yeah. makeover, man. A little hotter. I liked her. I liked, I liked her in both. I liked the, the, the whole tame, innocent innocent kind of look. Well, not innocent, but like bland. She just looked plain. Right. You know, and then she had that little foxy look going on when she's <laughs> trashed out. Foxy. Um, and. Uh, the- it's just movie just gets crazier and crazier and crazier, really. And I'm a Meek Stole guy though. Like okay. I, I don't know why, but something about her turns me on. And we'll take it. It's it's kind of uh, like I just think she would break you, like sexually. She would just break you. <laughs> so all of these the sets yeah. for the film were all made out of plywood on a oh, yeah. on a 26 acre farm. Of course, in Maryland, owned by one of Water's friends. <clears throat> it made out of plywood, and they painted everything, brought in some props and stuff, and then they rented a warehouse for the interiors, and it was unheated, noisy, and poorly suited for film production. <laughs> of course. That's like every low-budget film, yeah, though. for sure. Pretty much. Uh, lots of druggies in this film as well. Yeah. By the the inhabitants. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a pretty crazy lesbian sex montage yeah. scene. It cuts between uh, Griselda and Peggy and Mo and her girlfriend, uh, or his girlfriend. Comical and also gratuitous at the same time. Uh, it kind of all leads up to what I would think is the climactic point of the film. It's where the character that runs our little 
hotel in the town yeah. getting a sex change operation. Oh, God. And it's, it's pretty graphic because she brings it home as a present. Oh, it's fucking fucked. And it's not appreciated. It doesn't have skin on it. And it's very unattractive to her lover. It is a mangled dick for sure. Like, that is that is what Joe Bob and Darcy would call a <laughs> yeah. mangled dick. And it gets we, mangled because we get to watch her chop it off. We need to call Felissa Rose in on this one. Yeah. Um, ooh, she so cuts it off mole, with a, they cut mole. it off her with a pair of scissors. Mole. Mole. And, uh... That makes sense, because they got the moles. Yeah, and it's called... She gives herself a penectomy. Chops her dick right off. Yep. And then we get this plot of, uh, the queen wanting to... She's tired of the town. She just wants to give everybody rabies. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I want to give everybody fucking rabies. And she's got these leather daddy cops that just fucking are like, okay, we'll give everybody rabies. (laughs) Uh, and she sends her her daughter out to get gang-raped. Yeah, by by the the fucking leather daddy cops. Ooh. Pretty, uh, pretty disturbing stuff. This movie's stuff. fucked. Yeah, this movie is fucked, man. But in the best way possible. <laughs> and if we don't get that that scene of that, thank God, you know, it's all just it, implied it, it, that it This happened. movie, it has a lot of fucking weird, gross, dirty shit going on. But, like, you don't feel like you're doing anything wrong watching it. Nowhere near as bad I as, mean, like, Pink Flamingos. Maybe if you were, like, a teenager, right. you would. Well, like as a grown ass man, I don't feel like I'm breaking. It's not very gratuitous. No, yeah. uh, the only actually the only scene that made me uncomfortable was the beginning with the. But two then kids. again, you got to look at who we are, though. Yeah, we're fucking degenerates. Yeah, you know. Yes. You you actually enjoyed a Serbian film. You it's thought good, you thought it was a good, good movie. It's a good story. Yeah. You thought it was a good one. And it, Salo is one of my favorite. It's one of my yes, favorite movies. We both so like movies that people we're fucking say disgusting. Like. We're yeah. disgusting human beings. People say you shouldn't like those films. And uh, so yeah, the, the fact that this movie li- leaves well, us unbothered sh- is just you know kind of par for the course at this point. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, the only yeah, like I said the only thing that made me uncomfortable was the kids being naked. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Anytime but see a, a it wasn't done in like a it wasn't done in a sexual context, and you don't really see like no, you yeah, see you like don't. their backs yeah. and their shoulders. Well, That's it. So a little full frontal there. It's a little too much for uh, me. Yeah, but it's okay. also a different time, seventies, you know. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> 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 it got a little weird there, so. uh yeah, this movie um, is fucking crazy, though. And, Marilyn and Manson samples um, Peggy yelling out the window at those kids on his first album, Portrait of American Family. Oh, okay, yeah. Go home to your mother. Doesn't she ever watch you? Tell her this isn't some communist daycare center. Tell your mother I hate her. Tell your mother I hate you. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, definitely... Of course, the band's 2009 album is titled Desperate Living after this movie. Hell yes. I had no idea. Yeah, that's sick. Um, and then there's a uh, Japanese film called uh, Lesbian Harem, 1987. It's an <coughs> homage to this film, so it might be something. Nice, nice. Actually, nice. no. It says it's a pink Japanese pink film, and that means it's a what Japanese theatrical mean? film that includes nudity and deals with sexual content. Okay. Lesbian. It looks like a. What? Two lesbian lovers escape the city to commit a lover suicide deep in the forest. They are captured by the queen of a lesbian colony and uses the two lovers for her own sex games. The couple organize a revolt against the queen. So a Japanese film inspired by Desperate Living. Nice. Huh. Fuck yeah. Okay, might check that out. I'd be into it. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what's your rating for uh, Desperate Living? Three out of five. Three out of five. Three right. out of five. It's, uh, you know, at that point, it's it's kind of like... 
you know, we've seen Female Trouble, and we've seen Pink Flamingos, and this doesn't really top either of those. No. Uh, but it's still a damn fine movie. There you go. It feels a little tame almost compared to this. Yeah, for sure. It feels a little tame, especially, and, and, and then it, it doesn't have as good of a story as Female Trouble does. Female Trouble is just, it, the, the progression of that story is just so good. And then we watched Polyester next. Let's come back with Divine. What year was Polyester? We're looking at Polyester being released in 1981. 81. A direct follow-up to Desperate Living. Yep, it's the next the film. Next film. Next film. This in one is, the a, is is a melodrama. It's made more of in that like soap opera-y kind of uh, aesthetic. Yeah, like, very, very uh, soap opera, high-key yeah. lighting, soft. Yeah. And it, but it's melodrama, you know? It's yeah. the exact uh, word we used earlier, you used earlier to describe it. And it's all, it's kind of, I would say, a satire, a send-up yeah. of the melodramatic yeah, for sure. uh, film and film genre, the the female film. And yeah. it's a very exaggerated story of the mother's life being flipped right just destroyed. destroyed she's kind of getting victimized you know she doesn't has not done anything wrong she's okay. trying to be a loving mom so we've got divine playing um miss was it pig pig saw or fly something <laughs> or another uh the last names are Fishpaw. Fishpaw, that's Fishpaw. it Fishpaw. and her husband runs the porn theater in town her daughter is kind of a lady of uh loose morals mm-hmm. but, well by the standard of the time, I guess we'll say that she's kind of a she's kind of loosey goosey, promiscuous. She's promiscuous, yeah. That's the that's the best way to say it. Uh, and then her son is a sexual deviant drug addict that likes to stomp on feet in public. He and uh, <laughs> what is it the he's the Baltimore, Baltimore foot, foot stomper, stomper yeah. yeah. And so she's already dealing with all of that going on, which she doesn't really know that her son's the foot stomper, but no. she knows that he's a fuck up. And that he's goddamn fucking up in school and everything, and his her daughter he's is also too. a uh, paint huffer, glue sniffer. Yeah, glue sniffer. Um, and so she just basically finds out all this a, bad a news. Coked up mom. Her her husband is uh, cheating on her. Mom's coked up. Mm-hmm. He said she's and get this best friend uh, that is bougie as fuck. And they there's a scene where they eat <laughs> they. Bake a cake and cut it in half. Oh yeah, they just like half a cake. Split the cake with it's each amazing. other and drink some Pepsi. I thought that was fucking great. I wish there was like a yummy, uh, like a mm, mm, on the soundboard. On the soundboard. I just <laughs> kiss <like> that. <laughs> uh, this movie has a lot of cool themes though that it uh, throws for sure. At you, yeah, one hundred percent. We've got the uh, the anti-abortion s- stuff that they yeah. uh, the satire as well. Uh, a lot of. Tongue in cheek social commentary about, yeah. about suburban living. You know, yeah. this is what kind of the the film where we see about societal norms in general. Yeah, yeah, we see the de evolution of the suburban society in other yeah. John Waters films, but in this movie, it's kind of uh, exemplifying the suburban society. Mm-hmm. Like this is what is going to happen. Yeah, this you is know, with, this is your picture of perfect life right here. You know. And it does it does a lot. It's um does not feel like a movie that you should turn the channel when like your mom would walk in or anything for the other like the other John Waters films. You know, like can't get caught watching this. No, movie. Uh, out of his early films, this is 
this is the one that you do want to get caught watching. Yeah. You don't want to get caught watching Pink Flamingos and this, or this Female Trouble. Fun time. It also uh, has Odorama with Scratch and Sniff. Yeah. And so there are numbers that pop up during the film that uh, coincide with a Scratch and Sniff card that was provided by the theater. Yeah, and then uh, some of the DVD and Blu-ray releases have that as well. I think the Criterion one has a Scratch and Sniff card with it. Okay, it comes with it. Yeah. Right on. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, this, she sniffs a lot in this movie. She smells shit coming from a mile away. Yeah, she a is lot. a, a Devon has a fucking nose on her in this movie. Like, sniffs her way through half the film, I'd say. And, uh, it all ends with basically everybody that tries to fuck her over dies. <laughs> Crazy little home invasion type yeah, sequence at the end. fucking wild. Spoiler alert, the movie's been out for 30, 40 years now, so. Right, well, we didn't we didn't yeah. tell you who or what and what capacity. Oh, God, it's fucking Highly insane. recommended that you watch this movie, though. For sure. This one's a four out of five. All day. Probably the most serious of uh, the Waters films yeah. that I've seen. Maybe. Yeah, I, I like, I think... I think Pecker is a little bit more on the serious side. Okay, okay. I was just saying, yeah, yeah, I didn't even take that in consideration. Because yeah. um, this movie's, yeah, definitely not taking itself seriously no, by any means. No, no, not at all. But it's not a crazy high concept film either. No, it's really not. It, it doesn't have, like, a lot of the wild, the wild, out of control, crazy shit going on. It's over the top, but the situations are normal ish. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, we watched my favorite, John. One of, one of my favorite. Probably my top two is uh, are, are this and Pecker. I gotta say, this is my favorite one as well. Definitely the best one we watched today. I'm uh, talking, of course, about Serial Mom. Another movie in its own right. This dude. is a movie that I wanted to do at the Sylvia for uh, one of the Martell's movie matches. Okay, this would have been a great I never pick. got to do it, though. This would have been a great one. But hopefully, whenever COVID is over, I'll be able to do some more screenings at VizArt, and yeah. this will be one of them. Hopefully, maybe, maybe we can do a mystery style, mystery science theater, three thousand style. Maybe possibly there one day with some mics in our hands. That'd be fun. I got the I got the spin wheel. I want to do the spin the wheel, make a deal yes. where I put random movies on it. Cool and, ideas. Uh, um, apparently, this movie was a box office bomb, though, man. Serial Mom. I I don't yeah. doubt it. I think this movie definitely it 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 was a cult hit because of the video stores right because people could see the cover art and be like oh this looks interesting and rent it and that's where he made the money off of this is in the th- in the, st- yeah, the video that's stores. where the word of mouth came out for sure yeah. because this movie is so fucking fun man oh yeah if we would have watched serial mom four times today i would have been okay <laughs> we could have watched serial mom four times you pick up on something new every time you watch it i, I want to watch it again every for sure time. like how i've never seen this movie movie before is beyond me dude i can't believe this is the I've movie this it. and juno are what taught me of about herschel gordon lewis okay yeah, because this was the first Blood time Feast i ever this, was exper- yeah. exposed to it and then in juno i actually fucking there was a name attached to the movies so mm-hmm. i was like oh okay these are the movies i need to watch now and uh Got that Herschel Gordon Lewis Feast collection coming my way. Okay, I, I bought that today because cool. I needed it in my life. Oh, you bought that while we were watching movies? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Because I wanted to break the news on the podcast. Oh, where's the soundboard at? Where's the, the hold on? Hit, just hit anything. Hit a random. <laughs> yeah, that's more like it. There you go. Let's get some random noises going. 
Whoa! That's the noise you're gonna make whenever you watch John Waters' Serial Mom. And that's what you're gonna say when you see Kathleen Turner running around in, oh, with God. a knife. What a she's a babe. babe. Ricky babe fucking, alert. Okay, hold on. Let's not sleep on Ricky Lake in this movie. I had no idea that was Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake is <laughs> fucking hot. She's young. She's, she's a young babe, Ricky Lake in this film. dude. She's a babe. She, I've always, always um, had a crush on Ricky we Lake. Can't not mention Matthew fucking Lillard as the son in this film. Yes, sir. Uh, Chips up. I would say he's underappreciated, was underappreciated, but I think he's finally achieved that cult status now. People definitely appreciate Matthew Lillard. After he became a meme. He's fucking shaggy. Yeah, he became a meme. Yeah. And uh, after that happened, people were just like, oh, shit, Matthew Lillard. Yeah, yeah. His power level, or whatever, is what the joke was. Yeah, he's unlimited power. Then he tweeted about it. He's like, yeah, my power level fucking... We have the same birthday. Nice. January 24th, yeah. Your birthday's January 24th? Yep, it's coming up. How have you not said anything? Uh, Because I don't really like to talk about it until it comes to January. You sprung that on me. I would have felt bad. It's the four. I mean, it's we got twenty days to do something if you want to do it. Oh, so, do you guys hear that? <laughs> I mean, it's not a big deal. Not a big deal. I don't oh, really. God, uh, every okay. See, this is like, I have a complicated relationship with my birthday. Ryan's birthday. Just put it because in the Just even when I was a kid, a lot of the times my birthdays were not very good. Uh, we'd have parties, and either the either it would snow or weather would just be in climate or people just wouldn't come for some reason i never had a good birthday party well i had some good ones early on before like uh early on in my life i had some good ones but like around eight or nine i started having really shitty birthdays and really shitty birthday parties so i'm like kind of like not fun with my birthday is kind of it's it's fun sometimes but something always happens that fucks it up. You just gotta change that, man. Always you fucks gotta it change up. It. Gotta, uh, a couple years ago, a couple years ago, I got dumped before, like three days before my birthday. And after they bought me something for my birthday, yeah, yeah. So I think you told me. I was just like, "What? This is stupid as fuck." And then, <laughs> um, you know, my brother's kind of unpredictable with his behavior sometimes. Right. So uh, that, that that usually comes into play yeah. on my birthday. Um, any holiday, it doesn't really matter. Well, anyways, Any day of the this, week. This year, we hope you have a good birthday. This man. year, we'll it's sure. gonna, it should be good. We will make sure Hopefully. that you have a good and. I'm, I'm thinking it might be. I'm we'll try. It, I'm thinking it might be. As long as you don't get fucked up by cereal mom Kathleen. Yes, Turner, as long as I don't get, get fucking beat over the head with a leg of lamb. So, cereal mom, uh, let's lay it down. This is a typical back to the key theme suburban yeah. mom. Yeah. Who is uh, the head of a, a fucking family with the daughter of Ricky Lake and the daughter or the son, Matthew Lillard. And then I said, daughter. Don't call She's, me daughter. <laughs> Don't call me daughter. But, uh, and, um, the husband is old, um, Sam Waterston, man. Yeah, homeboy Sam from Law and Order. Yeah, that's the husband. So, uh, she seems to be a typical mom, but yeah, alas. Not all as much as things. She oh, she's a, a fucking uh, wild card. Obsessive, compulsive serial killer. Yeah. She gets mad and, about uh, things like people chewing gum. Uh, people wearing uh, shoes Not wearing their seatbelt. Yeah. Um, littering. Or, yeah. or not recycling, <laughs> not I should recycling, say. Yep. Um, giving her son 
uh, bad grades, insinuating that the home was bad. Yeah. Because so the kid likes horror movies. These uh, these little things like this just keep ticking at her, I guess. Oh, yeah, they right? don't really tick at her too long. Though. Nope, not at all, because was she a time bomb? We have no idea. Because I don't think this... she was, because she was fucking with her neighbor, like, yeah, off the yeah, gate. Yeah, that's how it starts out. We get we uh, find out that she has been prank-calling her neighbor. Old Mink Stowe. Yeah. Back yep, again. Yep, back again, every movie. She's our, she's our uh, only actor that's in every John Waters movie, I think. Because I think that Pat Moran is and for uh, good reason, producer good reason. on some of them. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we, we, Mink Stowe, 100%. Everything. She needs to be in every movie, ever. And uh, so she's calling her with profane shit. Talking about, this is the cocksucker residence. <laughs> oh. So she's gonna pussy whip her. Or something Go fuck like that. yourself. Yeah. All this shit. And I'm like, hell yeah. Get fucking wild. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's wild as hell that my mom let me watch this movie when I was a kid. Right. I was like nine it when I watched this art. for the first time. For sure. But how fun is this movie? You know, we get to see uh, Kathleen Turner trying to just. It's the most fun. It's just on uh, a killing spree, essentially. The fucking you know? scene where they're all chasing her, they're trying to chase her down. Because they think they're going, she's going to kill uh, Chip's best friend. Yeah, so we get a classic uh, mix-up hijink that goes on. Yeah, feels like something straight out of like a slapstick the, comedy. The detectives are following the family who think they're trying to get to their mom, uh, their mom before she can kill somebody. But they all just bust in on one of their friends. Bust in on homeboy porn. jacking off to some big old titties. While mom is uh, a few doors down, killing she's an killing the hell couple. out of an elderly. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, we get some crazy fucking rude, kills in this movie. Uh, rude patient of her husband's. Yeah, 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 yeah. We get some crazy kills in this movie that are all out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. We get uh, somebody beat to death with a a big hunk of meat. Yeah, like, like a lamb. Like a leg of lamb. They get beat yeah. to death with a leg of lamb. We get a fire poker death. We get a air conditioner dropped out of a window yeah. on somebody. We get a, a scissors to the chest death. We get mm-hmm. somebody beat to death with a payphone. Um, she sets old boy on fire on the stage at that concert. Yeah, at the L seven so, concert. Like, fucking Kathleen Turner's just giving it her fucking all this movie. Like, she is fucking doing it, and I'm yeah, like, and I'm then, like, oh yeah, he was applauding the whole time. He definitely, it's weird because you kind of like her. <laughs> oh yeah, like that's the whole thing of this movie is people like get behind her. She's, She's an anti-hero. She's able She's an anti-hero to these people. And she acts like nothing's wrong. Nothing's like when going she gets on. to the rock club, the dude's just like, oh, you're serial mom. She's like, yeah. Fucking come up. on in. Yeah. Get in here. And uh, there's a scene where like the cops know it's her, but they can't bust her yet. So yeah. there's literally a caravan of 12 cop cars yes. following them to church. Trying to corner her at the church. They announce that it's her as the killer on the radio. And she's like, oh my God, I, I would never. And it's just like, oh my god, this lady's fucking insane. And she sneezes dude. on that baby in church. She's insane. Yep, sneezes on a baby. The, the in grossest church. movie sneeze ever because it shoots a big old wad of snot uh, on the baby on a baby's face, and everybody freaks out in church because you know the serial killer just sneezed. Yeah. <laughs> but the movie's wild. It's a great time. I for sure had super fun time with this film. We'll definitely revisit it. Really liked it. I need to sit down one day and actually think about my top. 10 movies of all time yeah do you think this would be in there somewhere it's definitely at least top 20 okay at least it it might be top 10 but i'd have to really sit and examine the criteria in which i i base it because i've definitely watched it enough yeah for it to be top uh, 10 she's definitely sick in the head kathleen turner oh film. yeah her character is not just a normal at all and she the, is mentally fucking ill and then they have the trial 
in this movie, and it's just so sensational. She takes over her it's, own trial and wins it. It's very uh, reminiscent of like the circus that the OJ trial was. Right, right, right. And like uh, all those before they wouldn't allow TV cameras in the in the court. Mm-hmm. All the time they would have those very highly publicized, um, sensationalized fucking trials, and right. this was like a parody of all that. Yeah. They're selling serial mom merch. They got the serial yeah, right mom outside. book. Yep, yep. Matthew so Lillard is, kind of, is again. It's a social commentary on how people mm-hmm. fascinate themselves with serial killers. Yeah, uh, how the yeah. character herself in the film does that as well, you know, and just this weird kind of social uh, latching onto yeah. that happens when these things occur in life. For sure, man. And then in uh, it ends with her just telling Suzanne Summers like. This is my bad side. Yeah, and Suzanne, Suzanne Summers, Summers is on board. That's when they discover her. the final body. Yep. And Suzanne Summers kind of looks at her with this mortified look on her face because she knows now. And I think everybody kind of knows at this mm-hmm. point. But, like, you can't be tried for. Well, I mean, I guess it's a new crime. Yep, it's a new, new body. New, new so, murder now. Uh, but who knows what? Who happens. knows, man? I would love <laughs> to see a sequel to, to Serial Mom. Right. But I don't think it would work. I don't think they could do it now. If that was gonna happen, it should have happened in like two thousand two. It's remake time. Who? Okay. Before we move on to Dirty Shame, who would play the serial mom if they did a reboot? Oh wow. Uh, Catherine Heagle. You think so? I think would do a good job. You know, she doesn't do much anymore, but uh, well, she's, she's kind of blackballed good... for all that uh, all that shit she was saying about Judd Apatow and all them. Because she was saying how, uh, and people apparently say she's hard to work with. Yeah. But I doubt, I don't think she is. I think that's the whole systematic system thing in Hollywood. What was she saying about them? uh, She didn't like the way her character was portrayed in the movie. Which? which... Because, uh, and knocked up. Okay. Because all the men in the movie are portrayed as like fun, uh, you know, happy. And she's. But they're the fuck ups, really. You know, they're the the shitty people in the movie. And all the women are, are played off as bitchy and like naggy and it's Mm -hmm. like yeah of course they are because they're dealing with fucking idiots all day (laughs) if you dealt with numbskulls like these fucking guys in this movie you would be fucking mad about it too like it's the thing like where shit is funny in a movie to you Mm -hmm. but if it's happening to you in real life it's not you'd be like this is not fucking fun yeah this is not great (laughs) get the fuck out of here this is not great like if you were the dude like if you were Luke Wilson's character in old school like yeah, some of that might have been fun, but but no, a lot of that shit was yeah, not fun to live through. If he no. if that was a real person, like yeah, let's just get, let's get the fuck out of here. With that. <laughs> uh, but oh. I, I would say, see, I'm gonna go more with somebody who was like big in the '90s. I want to go with like, um, we'll say a like Claire Danes. Okay, you know. Right, from my right. so-called life yeah maybe even somebody who's um not even as active of an actress as she is because she's got that show homeland yeah so i would like want to go with somebody who hadn't really been in anything for a while kind of how like when hillary schwank shows up and shit now so it's kind of <laughs> right. fucking it's like a big deal because she doesn't really tilda swinton oh god yeah that'd be fun 
That would be good on a whole other level, though. Yeah, because it'd be she would take this character and elevate it to another level. Yeah, it would be insane sure. because she you would feel like you could see her personality disorder if she did it. It'd yeah, be like a personality change mm. for sure. Um, Kathleen Turner definitely keeps the same character while she's killing, which I think is kind of cute for the film. I'm trying to think of somebody who hasn't really been in anything lately that would be great for to be serial. Model. Rosario Dawson could be fun. Yeah, really, she could. Or Taraji P Henson, even though she's been in shit yeah. recently, she would make a good serial. Model. Image and boots. Because she's oh, <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to say her name. Yeah. Um. But yeah, let's. This, uh, this is a five out of five. Yeah, for sure. Serial Mom's Definitely. a five out of five. Uh, um, my favorite Waters film that I've seen. And then we watched Dirty Shame, which is his last feature film that he made. Which is, I still don't know how I feel about this movie. It's good. To be it's honest. good. It's not great. It's no. not amazing. But it's good. It's perfectly fine. Like, <laughs> I liked it. I liked it so much better this time than I did the first time I watched okay. it. Okay. Because the first time I watched it, I don't know what I was expecting, but I really wasn't expecting what I got. Right. But this time I was like, okay, yeah, I see what they did there. I, I noticed a lot more this time than I did the first time. And it's kind of, and that's weird because it's kind of in your face with everything. So to not notice something before, I must have just not been paying attention. But in this movie, we got, uh, what's her name? Tracy Ullman. Yep, Isn't that Tracy the main Ullman, yeah. main actress? Mm-hmm. Um, Sylvia Stickles. Who plays Sylvia Stickles, who is a neuter, as they refer to him in the movie, or a like a prudish, like a puritanical kind of person. Yeah. And, you know, she gets hit on the head and becomes a nymphomaniac. And is basically... Which is what this film says is how you become a sex addict. Yeah, that's it's how you become a sex addict. Dramatic traumatic head injury. Yep, it's from getting a concussion. And uh it's 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 kind of crazy cuz like Johnny Knoxville is like this Jesus-esque character of sex addicts. And then he's got his 12 apostles. And uh Sylvia is his number 12. She's the 12th apostle. Um yeah, and all of them have these very weird uh perversions yeah um there's a couple that likes to throw this up whole movie is all about perversions your, and, and uh i guess it's i guess it would be about embracing your perversions yeah and not uh putting them to the it's side it's about not kink shaming yeah. and not being ashamed of your kinks right or your sexual lifestyle in general it's about being free to be you which is insane because like it's a, it's a, it does it in the most up. It does it in but the most like crazy way possible. This movie is, I, I would say, it's one of the horniest movies I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> Not even in a subtle way either. It's and it's upfront in your face. The like, film opened up, balls to the and walls. you kind of see Tracy Ullman playing Sylvia, um, just surrounded by characters that are just sex obsessed, and she wants nothing to do with it. Nothing at know? all. Even and her husband, who kind of like turns into a prude after she turns into an info. Yeah, yeah, because like he was he just wanted trying to sex. get some morning sex, yeah. but then that was literally it for she him. She busts in on him to... jerking off yeah. and stuff, and it's like, yeah. oh, so now, of course, now that she wants it, he's yeah. not into it. So this town, well, actually this road, they never refer to it as a town. It's a road. Yeah, Hereford Road or whatever. Hereford Road. And, uh, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of uh, divided into the neuters. 
we refer to in the film, the people that are against the sex and the perversions, and then the sex addicts. Yeah. Until kind of one by one through traumatic head injuries, everybody the whole becomes, road a, sex becomes addict. a sex addict, and Oof. they all embrace Johnny Knoxville's character. At some point, uh, Johnny Knoxville gets fucking dosed with um, Prozac. Prozac. Yeah. Which anybody who's ever done any kind of research or had to take Prozac knows. You will not orgasm on Prozac. You will be lucky to get aroused at all. See, I didn't know that, so I just thought it yeah. was like a drug that would knock him out. I no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a antidepressant, but it okay. for some reason affects your libido like right. super badly. Um, <clears throat> which is why if you ever see like a meme, it's like uh, her, I'm gonna make you come so hard, and then it says me jokes on you i'm on antidepressants you know that's what that means because there's a few that are that's a side effect of it right uh and so he can't he's he's like unable to become aroused for a while and he's like lost his like powers yeah but they fix him they fix him up he gets back into it and then the whole plot of this the whole kind of like mission of him and his tribe is to like discover this new sex act it's gonna blow them all away, and that's kind of never. Oh no, it is. At the end, is that the, is that when they the start end? headbutting each other? Yeah. Oh, that's the act. That's the uh, sex act. Yeah. Okay, that didn't really click for me while we watched the film. Yeah, and he he fucking explodes at the end into ejaculate into a giant stream of cum. Yeah, which is fucking amazing. Probably the best way you could have ended that movie. Uh, we can't not mention her daughter. Oh, yeah. Selma Blair is in this movie, and she's got huge, big old, massive fake titties. Not even big old massive. Like, gigantic. Talking, they come off of her body about three feet. Um, the, the word for it, I think, is macro... Uh, macro... Mestimigi or something like that? I don't fucking know. There's a technical word for the... for like elephantitis boobs yeah like huge fucking gigantic like bigger than both of our heads put together yeah, titties. Like kind of terrifying. her tits were very inter- uh inter- in- in- intimidating Intimidating. what are words <laughs> um yeah her and her boobs were very <laughs> yeah they frightening scream, dude uh but at the same time very me. erotic i was very aroused no even though I knew they were fake and they were like obviously fake. Okay, I did. Not. I was into it. No, could have kept that one to yourself. Can't be into it that. It made my bird twitch. <laughs> no, don't make the bird twitch. <laughs> you left that out of your what oh, you yeah, watching? Yeah, yeah. So, because I mean that would have made songs. that would have made our what you watching thirty minutes. Long. Yeah, it was a righteous gemstones <laughs> reference for anybody who doesn't know. And, yeah. and if you don't know, you should know. We'll probably because that show is fucking fantastic. We will probably end up doing a Damon McBride episode. Oh yeah, or Damon McBride fucking three weeks. Before the end of the uh, end of this year, yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Hopefully, season two of that will come out. Hopefully, man. I don't think they shot it yet, though. No idea. No idea. Because I think because it because that just the first season just came out last year. Mm-hmm. So COVID just happened, or not last year, but two twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and COVID happened and all that shit. But I don't know what to, what else to say about a dirty shame besides it's just fucking crazy. You got so, a guy named Fat Fuck, uh, Fat Fuck Frank, who is our tit man. He's obsessed with Fat Blank Frank. Uh, Ursula Utters, which is the Selma Blair character's name. Her tits are just his 
like God. Right. And he's uh, obsessed. Yeah, everything's kind of crazy. You got the sheriff or the deputy from Sinister, who's a guy who likes dirt. He's sexually aroused by dirt. And he also plays uh, Eddie. And, uh, yeah, the grown-up Eddie. Grown-up Eddie, yeah. Not the kid Eddie. <laughs> these movies are these movies were all fantastic though, and I gave this one a four out of five. Also, so. yeah. I, I still, like I said, I don't know how to feel about this movie. Um, I think there is a lot of me going, "What the fuck?" And a lot of the jokes are just flying right past me yeah. because I'm trying to just wrap my head. Well, around you're what's not, happening. and you're not as big of a pervert as I am, so you don't. You're I not. Guess. You're not getting a lot of the stuff that I'm getting because I know these things already. Like I know about the different fetishes. Only two. But you're probably not as deep as I am. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously. Don't don't uh under undermine my I'm not saying you're not in, I'm not saying you're not versed. <laughs> I'm not saying you're not versed. I'm just saying I'm fucking Yeah. I'm fucking deep in this shit. I'm not vanilla. I'm, I'm, little... I'm like reading books. <laughs> I don't like reading books about this shit. Reading books on this With shit. No pictures. I'm not saying I'm into all this shit, <laughs> but I'm knowing about it. I'm finding out about it. Cause I'm 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 a former sex worker and I have friends who are sex workers. So just about any kink that somebody could have, I know about it, pretty much. I don't judge because you. for anything that you do, there's someone out there who thinks it's sexy. For that anything act. that you do, there's someone out there that's in jail for it. You know, like biting your fingernails could be erotic to somebody. Weird. It's a it's a fetish for somebody to watch you bite your fingernails. That's weird. Or there are people who would like watch you, um, like shake your arm. Like if you got fat arms, there are dudes who get off to watching you just shake that fat. That's or women that that'll get into that too. Well, uh, yeah, we didn't. uh, I guess what a dirty shame taught us is to not judge people like that. Yeah, man, and uh, just let them embrace their kinks and. As long as it don't hurt nobody, I guess. Yes. And if it's safe and consensual and it's between adults, then go ahead. Let's get go it going. for it. Go for it. Just uh, um, don't float into the sky and explode into a I do want to ask you a fuck, Mary kill real quick. I'm gonna, I got two, actually. Okay. Mink, Mink stole Kathleen Turner and Divine. Oh. Okay, so I'm going to kill Mink stole. We're gonna fuck Divine, because you know why? Why not? You know, you get an option to sleep with Divine. Amazing. You gotta take it. Yeah. Now I'm marrying Kathleen Turner. Obviously, uh, that would be yeah. an exciting life. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm gonna fuck Mink Stole, yeah. and I'm gonna marry Divine and kill Kathleen Turner. Oh, what a sad, what a sad day. And uh, the next one I have is it's gonna be the characters. Okay, so they're all three the mink stole. They're all three mink stole characters. Okay, so the mink stole character from Desperate Living, Miss Peggy uh, Gravel. Uh huh. Mink stole from Serial Mom. <laughs> I forget what her name was in that one, but and then the mink stole character from uh, Desperate, uh, not okay. Desperate Living, but uh, from Dershane. Polly, no. Polyester from polyester. Yeah, okay. The mistress. The okay, the mistress. All right. With the corner. So I'm definitely fucking her. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Definitely fucking her. <laughs> um, gonna gonna kill Peggy Gravel. And what was the other one? Because uh, I guess I'm married to mom, I'm married yeah, to cereal mom. I'm married to the cereal mom version. The potty mouth. Yeah, I'm married to her. 
<laughs> but yeah, I've never, uh, I think I'm gonna, uh, I think I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm with you on Good that. decision. Uh, anything else you want to add? Uh, if you haven't seen any John Waters movies, fucking watch them. What are you, what are you waiting for? Yes, 100%. You need to, if you're a newbie to John Waters, I would suggest probably getting into Hairspray and Crybaby first. And then easing your way into the weirder ones with Pecker. And then, you know, if you, if you're feeling comfortable after you watch Pecker, then then maybe watch polyester. I would say that polyester would be the the jumping off into his early stuff and then watch female trouble and pink flamingos and all that, that or stuff. you can you can start from the beginning and work or, your way through. Yeah, or if you're feeling ballsy just go for it. Go from the very first one just and go, work your way down. Uh, multiple maniacs is fantastic also. Yeah, don't, don't cheat yourself. Those divine <clears throat> films are the ones that kind of <clears throat> define the yes, John Waters yes. uh voice every day, all day. And that's all we got this week. Thank you guys for coming and hanging out. This was an excellent week. This is the week I've been looking most forward to this month. Um, I'm looking forward to that Robert Rodriguez month we got coming up. Oh, the, the Tarantino month's first, though. Yep, that's what I'm saying. So, that's what I'm looking forward to. It's getting fucking wild coming up. Um, next week, we're doing Final Destination. That's next week? Yeah, that's next nice. week. Yeah. Um, Exciting! We're we're watching five movies next Monday. Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. Oh, we may be doing that bonus episode next Sunday here, so you're probably staying at night. Possibly, yeah. We watch Final Destination Mm -hmm. one at nighttime. And uh, so yeah, make sure you follow us on social media at Martell's Movie Madness on Facebook and Instagram at Movie Madness sixty nine on Twitter. And then you can follow me at Trailer Trash God on Instagram, at Martell the God on Twitter. Cagney, let them know where they can find you, buddy. You can find me on the internet on Instagram, at Cagney Likes This, on Facebook as Cagney Larkin. Um, on Twitter as Cags Loves Movies, but as always, that's my most neglected social media app. <laughs> I never, uh, never did get the Twitter, the Twitter bug. Yeah, I don't use Twitter as much as I should, yeah. but I'm still on there. Even like it's such a good, a good tool, bit. but it's just I'm never on there. Yeah. And uh, uh, what you planning on watching this week, Ryan? You got anything coming up you want to watch? I don't know, man. I think I'm gonna get into uh, some of my Vinegar Syndrome movies. I haven't really okay. watched a lot of those still, and uh, yeah, probably gonna watch at least one of those this week. Uh, Probably one of the dirty ones because nobody wants to watch them with me, so I'll watch them while Kiefer's at work. <laughs> nice. Um, you can bring them over here, man. I'll watch them with you. And then, I don't know. I'm going to just play it by ear. I got a, got a, I got a lot of time to watch movies this week for some reason. Uh, better than so that. Yeah. Check us out on Patreon if you want early access to shows like this. Uh, videos for the YouTube channel. The videos for the YouTube channel usually drop a week early on on Patreon. Uh, some of the more recent ones that I've put out did not drop a week early because uh, they needed to come out soon or rather than later, and uh, so they didn't get dropped a week early. But uh, most of the times things get dropped a week early uh, for for YouTube, and then this comes out on Mondays as opposed to Fridays for the public. And super early. You can join us over there for as little as three bucks a month, and you get 
lots of early access, ad free early access. And uh what six are you bucks waiting for? Six bucks a month gets you bonus episodes. And we got a whole big back catalog of bonus episodes because I've done at least one bonus episode per month since I started this. Uh some of those have two or three bonus episodes, so definitely worth checking out for sure. And there's some footage from Days of the Dead 2018 on there too, I think. Um, when no, no, it's 2019. It was the 2019 Days of the Dead. So there's like some some footage of some uh, Soska sisters panel shit going on over there too. Okay. So that's a while back on there. Uh, thank y'all for listening. As always, now. Let's watch some fucking movies. Looks like you survived the movie madness. Congratulations. Come back next week for more chills, thrills, and spine-tingling tales of terror and movies. Because that's what makes the world go round.